powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting tonight from an undisclosed location. It's episode 228 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we are proud to welcome back the one and only Terrence Riley of Aganorsa Leaf. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars. Daylos Race introduced another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celez. So is a Spanish word that means leisure after work, and the spirit is a standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo Olor and Piloto Cubano, wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos have been carefully hand selected and are well aged for a minimum of eight years. Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel wrappers with thick, high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage. Perdomo Double H 12-year vintage, Perdomo 20th anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrels, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Mensa 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And while I mentioned Aganorsa Leaf, Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Carojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunatic, guarding in a form of Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. As always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime, episode 228. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Will Cooper here. I'm in an undisclosed location tonight. Um, powered by the Perdomo Cigar Studios. And um, I'm going to address the elephant in the room right off the bat here, uh, because this is kind of a historic show. Uh, we've done, this is our 228th Thursday primetime show. We've done 121 special edition shows on Tuesdays. And our, our jukebox show, we've done 70 of those shows. And up until tonight, every one of those shows, um, I've had someone in the co-pilot seat um, co-piloting with me uh because you don't want to hear me uh ramble on right forever right um well going into this show uh aaron who's the co-host of the thursday show uh he uh he had this day off uh scheduled uh he had a family commitment and of course you know that happens and what nice thing is i like to think we have a team of, of six people and we can we can fill folks in um we've kind of had a little bit of a run of bad luck um 
we went down uh, to try to pull one of our co-hosts in. Uh, ben Lee had to chaperone a uh, group of kids to Washington, D.C. Uh, Aaron Nielsen, uh, who's you know part of our team now as well, he had a business trip he had to deal with. Uh, and we had, you know, Bear Duplissy, who is always in the wings, uh, ready to go um, for tonight. And when I say Bear came under the weather, Bear is really under the weather right now. So um, for him not to answer the call for a show, um, he must be really, uh, you know, he must not be feeling good or he must not be happy with Terrence, who's our guest, but we'll figure that out. Uh, and then Dave's in Australia. So, so there was no time. So tonight... It's me flying solo, uh, but I'm really happy because I have a, I have a friend um, and a guy who, you know, a big part of the success of this show over the years. Um, in fact, he's, he's, he's the reason why we have backups on this show right now. Um, he's the one and only Terrence Riley, Vice President of Aganor City. Terrence, welcome back to primetime. Oh, thank you for having me, even though I'm a pariah. Nobody wanted I, to. I, I don't no. know what is. I don't know what it was, it's, man. It's like I I'm mean, a leper. I mean, you, you're going to have to give some explanation. They'll all be at the trade show, and you can give them their explanation. But I, I, am, tra I am traveling, and I answered the call, just so you're aware of that. I'll, rem I'll remember when they come along you know, to the booth for interviews and information on new product. I'll remember who, who stuck with me, Poop. I'll remember. Just remember, the anniversarios, you know, you can just push them my way, you know. and you, know, they don't well, have you, you deserve one now. I'll be honest. You deserve one. You, you didn't abandon me like the no, others. No, no. I, I didn't do a pre- I, no, I mean, like I said, they, uh, it, it was, it was, we've never had this problem before. Um, and then it was like people well, you know, to kind of bring someone in the last minute, it's, it's not a good, I don't think it's fair to our guests sometimes. Uh, I don't mind bringing in a, a, a co-host uh, from the bullpen um, who's not with the show, but I, I want to make sure that, you know, I can click with them and, you know, they, maybe you want to be out to yourself. Maybe that was it. Maybe uh, you, you know, you didn't even, I don't even know if you asked any of these people, maybe you, I, you just wanted to have Terrence Coop time. I don't know. You, you know, I don't know. But, you know, but, you know, Eric from Dojo, I, I give him credit, man. He does it. I mean, he really, for the most part, does that show solo. I mean, I know Jordan's kind of the guy in the background sometimes. But, I mean, he uh, that that's not an easy task, I know, to run a show solo. So, um, but it's always good when you know you're really familiar with the guests. And I think you and I have been friends for a long time. And uh, I'm certainly really glad to have you here. Oh, pleasure is mine as always. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, people think maybe people think Terrence and I don't like each other. Um, I, Who I thinks that, that? I don't know. No. <laughs> you know there's some Who these, thinks that? You know, there are some of these like pundits out there, you know? Name names, name names. <laughs> no, I won't mention any names. Uh, no. So, I mean, I actually, um, it's, it could be further from the truth. I mean, we've. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's, 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 it's great to have it. And by the way, just, just a last note on my undisclosed location. I may not be, I may be approaching where, you know, once you had a clutch burger could work maybe on a Sunday. I don't know, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know more esoteric, you know, again, when, when Eric from Dojo comes down, he tells me, Hey, I'm in town for these dates, these dates, and I'm staying here. And can you get together then? It's not, what are you in the CIA? It's always this a secretive, like, Oh, I could be near such and such a place and such and such a day possibly maybe you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, the, the, you got to get together. We got to get together. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely there. Um, and uh, we, we are going to be talking. I have a clutch burger question in there, um, which I think is going to be a fun one. So we're gonna, we'll get to that in a, in a little, little bit there. Um, Wonderful. But um, 
you're looking good. Um, it's like I said, great to have you on. Uh, hey, let's let's kind of get into things right now. Um, what's happening at Agonorsa Leaf? Uh, because I think you know there's a lot, a lot of I think there's a lot of excitement that you guys have this year, especially going into the trade show right now. And I guess what I want to just I'll kick it off with this right now. Um, you've started this campaign, which I think has been one of the more I'm just going to say it's, it's one of the better marketing campaigns that I've seen in a long time from anyone in the cigar industry where it just has people talking and it's this concept of validation and um, talk a little about that. How did that concept, what, first of all, what is the, what is validation and how did this concept come about? Well, again, there's two, there's two types of validation. There's a, there's legitimate validation which is when, and this, it's a term that Paul Palmer, president in the office, uh, used, I, I, I can't claim uh, I came up with it. And when a shipment comes in, you know, you, you kind of randomly inspect what comes in. So, you know, maybe it's a new item or maybe it's just an item that's been, you know, been on the market. So let's just say uh, JFR, for instance. So you say, okay, you know, let's check out the JFR Corojo Super Toro. So you take the box, you look at it, you open it up, make sure that all the cigars look good. You take one out, you feel it, you smell it. You cut it, you put, you dry pull, you smoke it. You're looking for burn, for flavor, for consistency, for, for draw and all these things. And, and that's, you know, it's to ensure the consistency of the product. So that's a real thing we actually do. Um, what I do mostly is I justify smoking things I want to smoke as work by calling it validation. So in terms of a marketing campaign, I mean, I can't really say it really developed as like we were sitting around, you know, brainstorming how to come up with something catchy or anything like that. It was just, I thought it was kind of funny that Paul would refer to it that way. And so I started saying it, you know, anytime I was smoking something and then it just kind of went on from there. So it's like most things it was, it started, you know, it's just fun and something we like to do. And it has, it has a serious side to it, but in reality, most of the time when we're talking about it, we're kind of joking around. Yeah. But I think it really, I think it really caught on. I mean, I think that was, you know, and I've seen a lot of different marketing campaigns and very good marketing campaigns. And this, this one just seemed to just like, like take off um, for the last few months. So I mean, good job by you guys. And I think it's a good job how you have promoted this over, over the last few months. So I, I, I've kind of, uh, I, I think it's almost become part of the lexicon. You know, you're a word guy, and it's part of the lexicon almost now when we talk about agonosal leaf, this concept of, like, validating it. And it's really, you know, that pleasure you get and having that, that smoke. So, I, I, like I said, I think it was, it was a lot of fun, and I, uh, I'm enjoying kind of this campaign that's happened there. Yeah, it's rewarding. I mean, again, there's people that I don't even know. I'll see a post, say, like, validating this and validating that. So it's nice to see that it's kind of spread around and, and people are enjoying, enjoying the idea of it. And again, it's, it's like everything. There's, there's an aspect of it. That's, that's a real thing. It's like, we really do that. We really sit there. We look at the wrapper. We look, you know, is it the right color shade? Is there any imperfections? How does it feel? How does it drop? So those are all real things, but you know, again, it's also, we, we kind of make, we kind of make fun with it. So yeah, that's, that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that as well. And I think that's uh, that's what's really cool is it's kind of an extension of what you guys are doing. And I think why I think people have connected with it like is because people feel like they're part of that extension right now. So uh, that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's it's, it's a great thing to see. Was the impetus was the plan all along to call the rebranding of the core line La Validation or did that come about as a result of the campaign? No, that came later. Max kind of, uh, uh, Fernandez, uh, he, he kind of was like, well, why don't we, um, why don't we call the rebrand 
la validación and you know put it in spanish sounds more uh, elegant and uh, yeah you know a little, a little bit uh, a little bit more formal um so that was kind of added late to be honest with you um the designs for it um actually so we did a survey with our retail partners last year and uh, one of the things that we got back from it, there was, you know, several hundred people responded. We're nice enough to respond on, you know, brick and mortar and, and different, you know, uh, and owners, uh, employees, everything. And what they kind of fed to us was that, listen, we, we love your product. Uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm with our staff behind it and with us. Um, but it's a little bit difficult. You know, you got Casa Fernandez, you got Aguinar, so you got different looks on everything. And, and it's hard to kind of figure all that out. And so we, you'd look at a shot. I mean, I always use, you know, you have the logo behind you, Perdomo. Like if you look at a shelf full of Perdomo, it's all Perdomo, you know, it's all from the same company. Right. And, and then we, you know, we, we are now lucky enough to have, uh, you know, the, the confidence of the retail, our retail partners to put like a full shelf of our stuff in where it's from top to bottom Agonorsa. You look at it and you're like, oh, would anyone know it's Agonorsa on Agonorsa or does it look like a whole bunch of different stuff? So we, we, we took that uh, feedback and we've started really trying to tie everything together for a more uniform look. You saw that with the Anniversario uh, new packaging uh, last at the end of last year. And then with the Valdacion series, it was, again, it was, we used a professional designer. It was a guy, it wasn't like we paid some guy chocolate bunny heads to draw something on a, you know, a whiteboard or something. This guy um, you know, does a lot of work in the wine industry, does a lot of work with other uh, luxury uh, stuff and just, uh, you know, created a, a really nice looking, I think, look at it pops, it's vibrant colors. It's clearly Agonorsa. I mean, so you can kind of see here, um, it, it's, it's, it's very distinct. We want people to look at the shelf and go, that's Agonorsa. We don't want them to have to like kind of read the secondary band or, you know, look closely or, or anything else. In fact, we, we want them to just see the arm and, and recognize it, never mind, you know, the name. So, so that's, that's a step in that direction. Um, and then again, it's a process. And in some items, you know, uh, like again, JFR, to what degree do we tie JFR in because of, uh, you know, we wouldn't do a full rebrand with that because it's a successful item that sells and you don't want to change it too much. People start saying, well, this is a, you know, a different product. Um, but we definitely want everyone to look at that shelf and see Agonorsa and say, okay, this is all the same company. So that's, that's the idea. And I think that this is, I mean, we have to convince some people, obviously you're a hold uh, on dojos buy, sell or hold. So we have, we have to, we have some convincing to do still. But uh, I think I think it's gonna pay off. I didn't even sell, so I mean, hold is not bad. Is what hold I is said. bad. Hold is Why bad. Is we it? want buys. We want we want enthusiastic buys. That's the only success. So you know what you know what a hold is. It's uh -huh. kind of like it's kind of like the cigar was okay. You know what? That's the death of a cigar. I, I'd rather people love it or hate it than than go. Oh, it was okay. That's bad. So holds are bad. So we were trying to convince you, Coop, to be back on board, back on the Agonorsa train. Okay, I'll, I'll be uh, so I'll be completely transparent. Um, one reason why I put the hold was, for example, the and, and this is again great cigar. The, the cigar is one of my favorites. Is the Agonorsa Connecticut, right? That's now sure. you're now on the third iteration of, of packaging on it. So yeah, it's not that I think. First of all, I think the packaging came out spectacular, but now it's the third iteration. Are people gonna you know how are people gonna respond to a third iteration of packaging? That was where I had some of my questions more or less. Yeah. It's, the product I know is there. That's that's not the issue. Well, I think that's a great question, and I think to, to answer that is is really you have to think of it this way. The first iteration, people outside the industry never even saw. It. I mean, right. when, when I joined the company, like there was no sales for that product. There was zero. So like there, nobody. So I mean, again, unless you're an insider in the industry or you really follow everything closely. You never even saw the first one. So that's out. The second one, 
was I, I think we, we, we couldn't just do nothing for years in terms of rebranding. We had to we had to do something to kind of change it up a little to get it more uh, in line with uh, with Agonorsa. So that was kind of like a, a stopgap or it was it was something it was a placeholder, basically, until we could do a full. Now, if we do it again, then I think your point is legitimate. But, okay. uh, I, but, 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 but I do think that I don't, I don't think people will see it the way you're saying it. I don't think people will be like, well, this is the third iteration. I think they're going to look at this and they're going to go, oh, wow, look at that. And that's it. And they, they, I don't even know if they'll think of it in, of a second iteration. I think they're just going to look at this and, 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 uh, and go from there. Sometimes I think we overthink things too much because we're so involved in the industry and we know what's, or at least, you know, I don't even know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. It's interesting, Terrence, you said, because for example, I know, um, our friends at Cigar Authority uh, gave the Agonarsa Connecticut their Cigar of the Year, I think it was sure. 2018, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I looked at them, like, that cigar's been out for a while. I'm like, they're just discuss-. But what happened is, you're right. That was like, when I smoked that thing in 2016, that was like one of the best kept secrets you guys had. You had this Connecticut cigar that was like so unique. Um, but, you know, I know you mentioned when you came on to uh, – Casa Fernandez now Agonorsky at the time you were trying to get that sleeping giant to awake and I think that was one of the things you, you did very well is when you did do the first rebrand people now discovered that cigar yeah I mean I, you know I, and I'll be appreciative you know d- 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 there's certain moments in the course of the company that were kind of you know helpful in terms of getting and certainly Dave giving it that award really helped um, you know jump it even for, you know it was doing pretty well but that certainly jumped it even yeah. more when he when he gave it that and I just think that the bottom line is it's a great, it's a great cigar. It, it did nothing with the original packaging with the, the second packaging, which was just kind of like a, a placeholder packaging. It's, it does well, it sells well, but this really, I mean, like you, you're trying to get the guy excited to smoke it. And, and again, our leaf is our strength. We're not going to have like crazy packaging and we're never going to win that contest total. But I think the imagery now is much more vibrant. I think a person looks at that and goes, Oh yeah, I'll, I'd like to smoke that. It looks more something that that's attractive. And again, the average guy that's walking in the human world is just kind of looking around and again, he doesn't know who I am and he probably doesn't follow social media. He's just looking around the humidor. If he sees that kind of display, I think he's much more likely to try our cigar than he would with the previous. And that's, that's, that, that's, that's the idea behind it. Yeah. And, and look, I got to say, you guys knocked it out of the park with the packaging. I love the, the colors. The colors are very vibrant. Um, on it, and what I think is great is when those are going to sit in the shelf, you're going to see the Sea of Agonorsa branding, and and you're going to be able to easily uh, tell the differentiate between between them. So I think that's I think it's like I said, I think you guys did very very well with that. Um, so that's a good job there. And, and that was always that was my point is, is that just I'm glad because I'm glad we got to talk about this. So that was always the plan. It wasn't like the second the, the, the last rendition was like we've made it. You know that was basically like. To say, okay, let's kind of tie it all together a little bit more, and 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 until we can really do a, a, a full rebrand. So that that was the it, it was in fact it, it worked pretty well, quite frankly. I mean, the Connecticut, uh, you know, line for example sells very well for us. Uh, it's just that I think it's I think we really need to, to if we want to get to the next level, just have people easily recognize that it's an Agonorsa product, and so this was the next step. Yeah. Now. With the Agonorsa product, um, here's my question: Is the Casa Fernandez name being retired? Well, again, you know, with FD and everything, you never say retired. You never use right. the R okay. word, but 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 uh, but it, it's going to be it's going to be significantly 
set to the background, uh, if not removed all the way, it might, I mean, we, there may be uses for it that we, you know, we're not, it probably, it will still be around in some form, but in terms of what we're promoting and what we're, we're you know, that is, it, we, it's hard, you know, if you ask a retailer during COVID, you know, when, when they were doing cash and carry, mm-hmm. retailers would tell me they would have a guy that bought the same cigar every day, He'd go in the store and buy the same exact cigar, same size, same brand, everything. And then when he couldn't go in the store, he could only do cash and carry. He'd call the retailer and go, Hey, can you, uh, can you give me a box of that cigar? I always buy. It's like, well, which one? Well, you know, it's the one in the corner. I buy it every, every day I go and buy it. He doesn't even know the name of it. And he buys a cigar every day. So it's so hard to get people's attention. Um, and so to try to get a guy to remember this name and that name and this name and that we really want, if they leave with anything, want them to, to, to recognize the logo and the name that's, that is the key. And then everything else after that is icing on the cake. So that's really the focus right now. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll say before you, you know, you, you got there before the rebranding, I should say happened. Um, it was confusing. I mean, you had Aganorsa, Leaf Maduro, you have Casa Fernandez, Miami Maduro. Um, yeah, I smoked enough of them. I could tell the difference, but it was confusing. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, and uh, certainly, I mean, you talked about from day one that this undertaking was was an, was going to be an evolutionary process. It wasn't something that you were just going to be able to turn a switch overnight and have everything rebranded. So, I mean, you, I think you set that expectation up front with, with a lot of people, too. Yeah, again, it's one step at a time. It's, it's very hard in this industry. It's very hard to do anything quickly. And then to do a lot of things quickly is impossible. So right. we're going as fast as we can. And we work really hard to, to move things along. And again, I'm biased. I, I feel it's, it's gone you know, pretty well by any measurable you know, standard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a process. I mean, so this is, um, it'll be five years and uh, I'll be with the company five years in December. So, uh, I mean, time, time goes by fast and, and we've accomplished a lot, but there's still a lot more to go. And I, but I really think this is a turning point in terms of, of where we are, because I think the, the, the thing that was holding us back still was, was that it just didn't present in, 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 in relation to how good it is. Yeah, exactly. And you have, like I said, it's a core line. And I think one thing that I really admire about the core line is how that is, in my opinion, you can reach for those cigars every day. You may, I mean, there's, some may have personal preference over one, one blend over the other. But I think what's great about that is it is a very strong core line you have in there um, that really offers a lot of something for everybody in there. You know, so yeah. I think that's now that you have the presentation there, I think that's that's a great job you have there, certainly. Yeah, I mean, without the between the Habano, Corojo, Maduro and Connecticut, we can't get you one of those to enjoy. I guess you know, there's probably there's other cigars in the, in the market, you know, but, like, you know, so we can I'm pretty confident that almost everybody will enjoy at least one of those, right. whatever the palate. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, another, you know, we talked about, the, you do have other brands though, right? Uh, and one, one brand that I think is I, another, and I think this is another good job that you haven't gotten credit for. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stroking your ego here. I guess. No, Thank you. I appreciate it. Somebody no, but, needs to. But, but I think one thing that was really well done was the branding on Lunatic. Um, and, and here's what I, here's my, here's how I take Lunatic. And you tell me if I'm off the mark or not. I look at Lunatic as kind of things that, uh, Agonor's leaf just does differently, whether it's a weird size, no, it's a, a different size, or sure. maybe just like a shagged foot. It's it's kind of like your sandbox to kind of do some some really creative things. 
I, am I off base on that? No, no, I, th- I think that's accurate. I think, you know, we think it's, it's a, like a classic style look to it or, or anything like that. So um, I think that it, that allows us to, to make big fat perfectos and, and make right. brush foot cigars and make uh, five and a half by eighties and eight eighties and seven eighties by whatever, or whatever else. So, so it kind of, you know, it's more, it's more geared towards a customer that's open-minded to that kind of um, style and size and, and, and things. So, so that's kind of how we've, we've, we've tried to present. I mean, I think so far, I mean, prior to what we're doing now with the Agonorsa, the lunatic has, was, was probably the best example of like being able to put something together that all looks similar, looks, but looks different enough that, you know, it's different things like, and, and presents very well on the shelf and, and, uh, and it's done really well for us. So I think that's, I think that's part of it, right? But is that like, if you look at a whole bunch of lunatic on the wall, you know, you know nobody's confusing the local perfectos with the, with the torch, you know, brush foot with uh, 880. Uh, but, but uh, there's certainly, obviously all lunatic. And so that's, uh, I think that's the key is that, again, is you're combining that different expressions within the same umbrella. Yeah, because originally when I thought Lunatic launched, it was your your Super Gordo line, right? And then I saw you started, you know, and I started seeing the brush foots and just other things, you know, the jackhammer, the long. So I, I kind of just, you know, I was kind of figure trying to figure where it went, and uh, I think I heard you say something like that, what Lunatic was, and, and I'm like, that that's probably how I got it in my head. I don't want to say I'm smart enough to think you, about that. You, you try to think of the like. When a person buys something, primarily what they're doing, unless it's purely price, and if it's purely price, they're usually buying bundles or something inexpensive. But but they're primarily defining what they're what they're buying is something that reflects on them in some way. And I always use the the Lancero examples. Like you can tell a guy all day long about Lanceros, how they're it's hard to roll and it's beautifully constructed, and you know the margin of error is thin, and that 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 that. And the guy looks at, it's not, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's that he can't see himself holding something like that and smoking it. That's the, that's the thing because it doesn't reflect on him. He feels well. And so, you know, like you have the Agonorsa line. I think the Agonorsa line is, is we're trying to balance a very classic look with a little bit more vibrant color. So it's kind of like an old school look with a, with a little bit revival to it. Um, you have the lunatic, which is more kind of the edgy thing. Um, you have your JFR, which is kind of your old school guy. Um, and then you have guardian of the farm, which is more your boutique, uh, you, you know, again, when I say younger smoker, I mean, somebody who's like in their late twenties, thirties, but, but so you kind of have a picture of the type of person that the brand will appeal to fundamentally. And then you try to create expressions of things that fit within that. So that's like, again, like a lunatic Lancero, you know, maybe that would work, but again, it's like, that I don't know if you're trying to make sure that like whatever the size is or the blend is or the, the whatever you know all those things kind of fit with the type of person you would expect to be attracted to the to the brand. Yeah, and you actually just funny you just answered my question because I was going to ask you how you would define Guardian of the Farm, and um, that that's that's so you, you kind of jumped ahead of not jumped ahead but you kind of answered my question ahead of time which is good because I wanted to kind of hear that as well. Um. Let's talk a little about Guardian of the Farm. It, you had a you had a big launch this year, uh, early in the year. This, this, I'm going to correct my pronunciation. The Cerberus. Cerberus, got it. Right, you know, it's it. funny how many people people have a hard time saying. I know, I'd like, but if you're not the only one, it's very common. Like almost everybody says that. They're like, so how do you say it? And they usually say it correctly, like you just did. But there's always like a hesitation there. 
Yep. I, I was very excited about this cigar. Uh, I got to smoke it. We were at the Dojo house, um, and I did get to enjoy it there. And I, But this, I'll tell you what, I've been excited about this couple projects you guys have done that I've been excited about. Um, obviously, the, the Shea Grown Maduro from uh, a few years ago, and now the Corojo uh, 2012. And this was the first product that you guys launched with the Corojo 2012, correct? Yeah, and it's the first time we've used it as a wrapper. So right. uh, I, I believe uh, Dion from Illusion, he uses it in Piven in the filler. Uh, Rainier from HVC used it as a binder on his tenure. And we used it as a wrapper on this uh, particular project. And, and the reason we used it on Guardian, to, back to your point, is that like I think the Guardian consumer is more interested in that. Right. I don't think right. the JFR consumer cares that it's a 99 or 2012 or anything else. Right. I mean, I don't think that's important to him. Whereas like the, the Guardian consumer is interested in the blend and the seed bridal and all that kind of information. And that makes it more attractive to them. So yeah, we, we use, we use Medio Tempo in it. We use, uh, use the 2012 uh, wrapper, which nobody else is using right now as far to my knowledge. And, you know, it, 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 those are things that I think to that type of consumer are more interesting than they would be to, you know, a JFR consumer. Yeah. I think that that's, I would, I, I agree. In fact, that, now that you've explained, um, how Guardian of Farm is positioned. I, I told because one of my questions was was going to be you know why the Guardian of Farm. Like, that makes all the sense. I mean, I I I think that's really smart how you did that. Talk about this this seed varietal, this 2012. What is what is different about it? Maybe and compared to the Corojo 99, you guys have been you know which has been just one of your staple tobaccos over the years. Well, one it blends well with 99 and 98, which is the key thing. So again, I always say you can right. have something that's good, but not combinable it doesn't you know right. chocolate cake and lobster generally don't mix well you know so they're both good but you usually don't put them together um and so that's the key thing is that it combines well with what we're already doing and, and we really haven't had that experience much in the past with other seed varietals um you know Corolla 2006 or, or you know whatever else Habano 2000 um but with this it really it really combined well and it's it's a little bit in between the, our Corojo and Criollo it's it's not as sweet as Corojo 99 um and, but it has a little bit more body to it and it has a little bit less body than than, than the 98 um but has uh more sweetness so it's kind of in between there and so you can kind of create new nuances with it um you know depending on how you use utilize it yeah um Talk about the uh, the line itself. Um, what could folks like who haven't tried it yet? What can they expect from that line? So it comes in three sizes. It comes in a Robusto 554, a, uh, a Lonsdale 644, uh, and then uh, a Toro six and a quarter 52. Um, and uh, to me, it, it has you know, this this is a, it has like a kind of a buttery toast to it it's like this this kind of nutty buttery toast it was great with coffee um i drink it with i drink it i smoke it with coffee quite a bit um but it, I, I had it after dinner the other night it held up pretty well it was at the end of the day it had a, I had a few cigars it's it's again kind of in common with the original guardian farm is it's a cigar you can have a lot of different occasions um and and i kind of like that uh to this day guardian of the farm rambo is still a cigar why, why, that's yeah. Yeah. I smoke that more than almost anything else just because I can have it at so many different times. Um, the, the, the Cerberus is, I'd say is a little bit more, uh, uh, a, a little bit spicier, a little bit fuller. Um, but it's in the same realm. I think that if you like the original guardian, you certainly 
you know, like the Cerberus and, and I do. Yeah. Um, I think I said, I, I think it's, um, you know, I think you made a, another point that even though it's using that wrapper, you're still using your signature, uh, Corojo 99s in, in there. Yeah. So, so that, that's something I didn't, didn't really click with that as well. So, uh, is, that's a regular production line or is it limited? It's a regular production. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. So, um, so yeah, like I said, uh, it's um i like i said i think this, i think you guys have been doing a lot of exciting things i know i know we've been talking a lot about the marketing stuff but i think you know over the, like i said over the past few years um the uh you guys a couple years ago with the uh the shea grown maduros which i i love i love those perfectos by the way um and the signature is still a fantastic cigar so i mean uh how's that how's that project going as far as um some of the uh, you know tobaccos you guys have been working with is something that you'd feel like it's become an iterative process because that was something very new that you guys introduced a few years ago. Sign signature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so again, we, we basically it, it ends up coming out two to three times a year, depending. Uh, I think last year it came out. Last year, the year before, it was only two, and then you know, three with COVID, it might have been. And yeah, you know, it's it's kind of I think that's kind of the the fun of it is that it comes out. You get to see kind of how this iteration is, how different it is. I, I would say, I wouldn't say any of them are radically different, but I would definitely say there's, there's variance depending on, um, you know, the crop year and, and, and uh, the varietal or uh, yeah, the vintage used um, the tobacco. And so uh, I think that's, you know, it's, it's a fun thing. It's been successful. I, we'll continue to do it. What we're probably going to do next year is, is add it into our select program where it'll be available pretty much all the time, but only to the select accounts um, rather than because with the, the issue is that it, because we offer it to everybody, uh, sometimes we have guys that are fully supporting the line that don't have it. And then somebody that kind of cherry picked it um, does. So, you know, it's, it's a special cigar. It's something that we, uh, you know, don't have all the time. And so we want to make sure that the people that are supporting us the most uh, have, have access to it. Is it, is it, that leaf is you talk about your leaf is your strength to me that's a that's a strong leaf that's a potent leaf that you guys have with that is there any reason why that am i wrong on that is there any reason why that is a you know such a a strong leaf the the medio tempo or the cigar itself the cigar is it the medio tempo or is it, or is it the wrapper is kind of where i'm going with that on the on the signature on the signature yeah yeah, I mean, I, I would say I think it has like kind of a pop to it. I don't know if it's like the heavy. It's a hard cigar to describe. I think it's partly because of the Medio de Tempo because it, it, it's strong, but it, it it's kind of it's kind of like you look at like a smaller guy and then he like punches you really hard and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think that that guy yeah. could, could punch like that. And so it kind of is misleading in, in its initial notes in that it's not as uh, is, is aggressive as you would you know, you think a strong cigar is, but it kind of, it kind of hits you. Um, and I think that's the, partly the Medio Tempo. Medio Tempo, you don't use a lot of it. There's like a half leaf in there or something. And really it's, it's a temperamental leaf. So you got to be kind of careful when selecting it because it can, it won't always be consistent. So you have to be careful of that. Um, if you use a little bit though, it kind of adds like a depth and structure to the blend. It doesn't really necessarily make it, um, stronger. I don't, I, I, I don't know, My, uh, but, but definitely it has like, it, to me, it makes it taste like an aged cigar. It makes it taste like it's it's had a few extra years of age on it, um, and so and that's you know that, that's that's a great. So I don't get to smoke. I don't get to validate enough of those um, because you know they're not always in in stock. But but it's it's always a it's always an enjoyable smoke.
I, I, I agree. I think it I think it is an enjoyable smoke. Um, and like I said, you have the two expressions of it, the Corojo and the, and the Maduro. And I think it's fun to kind of compare year to year, like some of those releases too, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I think that makes, I think always vintage, vintage comparing is always fun to me, which is, which is good. Yeah. And so we put it on the box too. So you can actually look at the box and yeah. see like, oh, this was shipped uh, May, you know, 2019 or whatever. So it's, a, it's cool. You can kind of keep track of it. Yeah, no, that, I agree. I, I like that. I like that as well. Is that one of the only cigars where Eduardo's name is on it? Like Eduardo, like, directly is what I'm saying. I think Eduardo's name is on. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, signature, I guess you have to throw it yeah. on. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. I mean, I know Casa Fernandez, but as far as Eduardo Fernandez's name on it, that that was the only one I could think of that was on that. Yeah. So, I mean, which is great. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, like I said, uh, we had that interview with Eduardo. I know you were part of a couple of years ago. And it was, to me, it was still one of my favorite interviews we did. So oh, yeah. That was next, a good to one. You, next to you, Solo, of course. Oh, know. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so is this stacking up to be, just to take a checkpoint, is is this still one of the greatest nights of your life? Or is this like, all right, you know, my, the, the other guys let you down and, you know, Coop's trying to do this. I mean, so where where are we right now as far as that goes? I'm saying you have a chance. Okay. It could be. Okay. It could he's, be. Being we're, we're, he's being honest. We, we had, we had some setbacks. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Okay. I mean, I but there's a chance. That. I it's, it's not, it's not over. It's not Don't, over. Like, but bear, if you are listening, you, you stay in bed as all I'm telling you. Don't, don't get out of bed to do the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking Facebook to see bear, you know, you know what, what he's up to. If, he, if I see him at a party or riding a mechanical bull somewhere, I'd be upset. There is, there is look uh, in all seriousness, this guy's like, how can I put it? Um, that this guy answers the bell. Um, he's probably done some shows sick when he shouldn't have done so sick. So uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Um, that makes that makes me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I actually would not have let him come on tonight. He, he, he called me up and he just sounded like, like, and I'm like, I didn't know what was wrong with him. And uh, you know, he's he's gonna be okay, which is good. And it's not COVID either, so he'll be fine, which is good. So. Um, all right, so we're talking to Terrence Riley, vice president of Aganor Salif, the, uh, the, um, the validator himself. So Terrence, you know, we, we, I've been following this journey of yours since you've come over, um, you mentioned December 2017. And there's been, a, I mean, there's a lot, you, you were our 2018 person of the year. I, just keep that I, I think it was called man of the year back then. I think it, it might was have been called man of the year. I think we had, yeah. it, we had it corrected. But just keep it on you with the OJ. I mean, and you know, and look, that first to come in the first year and do what you did, it, it was amazing. And you've continued to do great work. And we, you know, Dojo's our friends, and they've recognized you as the person of the year for 2021, which is good. Yes. But so you've you've done a lot. Like you you've um what well, we've done a lot. We, there's a lot of people, man. It takes a I, lot of people to do anything. Yeah, no, and I'm, we're going to get to a couple of those people in a little bit, too. Um, it is, and, I, and I've, I've known Paul for a long time, um, you know, and I know there's a lot of Max and a lot of other folks. What cigar do you think, though, since since this, let's say the rebranding era, not the Terrence Riley era, what cigar was the one that you think turned the corner for the company saying, you know what, people, this was a revelation to people, this, this became a home run, and it's kind of really changed a lot of the direction of the company. Which would be that one cigar you'd say that did that? You mean since I've come on? Since you've come on, which is, I think, coinciding with the rebranding area. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, 
Well, I would say, I mean, I'd, I'd say there's a few key moments. I would say, I would say, uh, if I, you know, I'm going to cheat and give a few here. One is definitely Reviver from Dojo. We did the Dojo Reviver um, that um, sold out in like I think a day, um, and I, I don't think you know that had happened for the company before. And I think that to this day, a lot of people will say, well, it would really brought my, you know, uh, you do have my attention is is the Reviver. Um, so that was definitely one. Uh, Dave Groffalo definitely with his uh, 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 cigar authority giving us the number one um, at uh, um, with the Agnors of Connecticut uh, in, in 2018. That was another one, and then the Supreme Leaf I think is another one with uh, with Provada cigars. I think that 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 was another one that kind of really uh, opened a lot a lot of doors for us. So those I would say those are the three, if I you know probably the most important. Yeah, no, I I, I can't disagree with any of three. You know. I guess I could say I'm not totally surprised about the reviver answer um, because that did sell out very fast. And, you know, this, this, it's still a single, it was still a single store release, but at the same time, it's a flooded market and to see that cigar do what it did. And I think what else it did, Terrence, um, the dojo smoke, like, the dojo smoker may not necessarily be the uh, the JFR smoker. Yeah, exactly. So he's um, not <laughs> general. I mean, well, he. I mean, that's not true. But like, I think the guys that like are going to stay up and wait to get a, a, a limited release are not the JFR uh, are not the JFR guys. Generally, doesn't mean they don't like JFR, but it just means that the the guy that buys JFR day in and day out, he's not you know waiting up for more limited releases generally speaking no no def- definitely not definitely not um i, I would agree, i would i would 100 percent agree with you on that for sure that um you know for sure um i just saw something saying my connection was a little unstable are you uh are you hearing me okay yeah a couple of times you've gone a little bit out but uh but okay. only for a second so it's okay overall so i, I haven't yeah it's just you know if something wonky happens um i've lost the connection but it looks like it's only on one of my computers. It's not. How come every time I'm on the show, there's a problem? I, you know, oh we, we don't record the show on time. We, now, there's no get. There's no guest hope. Now that we're on sta- the unstable cable, I mean, it's. A, I don't know, Coop. If you, if you don't want to have me on the show, don't be a sadist. Don't invite me on and then do and torture. It's, it's sick. Listen, it's 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 for the audience who doesn't notice. Okay, Terrence is not like he's not just busting my balls here. This is. This is absolutely a true statement, okay? So let me kind of just recap. Um, we had Terrence and Max on episode 60 of Primetime, and it's the famous, the episode disappeared. Like, we don't know what happened to the episode. Um, it didn't record, and it didn't save Disappeared. Anyone. It disappeared. And we, we've, never, we, we've never found it, right? And then I know I was in um, L.A., and I had an issue uh, being in a hotel, Um that time and now i'm in another hotel where it could be an issue so so terrence is not like terrence has been a very good sport uh with us over the years is what i'll no, say no 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 it's the only episode there wasn't a problem when eduardo came on there, well, no problems then there was no problem yeah, then. Was, we may have to bring yeah. him back i mean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and oh i gotta tell you i was you want to talk about being nervous right there was no one more i was a nervous wreck that something was going to go wrong that night with that so um don't you know i was just like man if this happens like and look lucky we didn't uh and it was it was a great one of the uh like i said just a legendary uh show one of the greatest nights of our lives too 
Indeed. Indeed yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so I also saw some stuff. Um, you know, every year you guys have come out with the anniversarios. Um, those have been some really home run cigars uh, that I've had in the history of Coop. They've been highly rated. And I saw this year, I don't know if you guys have announced it yet, but I saw the PCA announced it, that you have some anniversarios that are going to be going to the PCA as exclusives this year. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so kind of, uh, okay. they're, they're going to, they're going to be at the PCA as exclusive to attendees and for our Agonorous Leaf Select partners, okay. uh, who mo- most of whom attend the, the show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, and, and they were made well aware of that's how it would work, which is exactly what we did, uh, uh, a lot of time with the, at the TPE, we did, uh, you know, uh, with the Cerberus, um, you know, it was attendees and then select members. So with, uh, with the, uh, PCA, um, you know, we wanted to do something special. And so that was a way to do it without kind of violating our agreements with our select partners. Um, and it looks awesome. I mean, I, I, I've uh, teased a picture the other day. I don't know how closely you follow me, Coop will find out, but uh, on, on uh, some of our social media and uh, it, lo- it looks awesome. So we, it, it's, uh, it's the same um, uh, design as the, as the Corojo, um, or last year's Maduro, for that matter, um, but it's 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 got a black box and it's got a different uh, coloring scheme for the band. It looks amazing. It looks uh, it looks del- it looks delicious. That's what it looks like to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love I loved how you tweaked the bands. Those went from you know Casa Fernandez bands to Aganorsa bands, and, and I I what I really liked what you the the white as much as it's difficult to photograph. I love the band. I love it. I mean, it's just. It's everything a white band should be, but in general, white bands are tough to photograph. But I don't hold that against you. It's it's I love the band more, so I find. Well, you'll really love it. You'll love the Maduro because it's easy to photograph. It's yeah, good. it's much it's, easier. It's, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you've you've kind of played with this Maduro. Like you've done a couple. Like you did. There was a Maduro release last year at the trade show, and then I think you also had the uh, Maduros for a couple of years yeah. with Great Smoke. Yeah, so, so the original Maduro uh, for Anniversario was um, it was going to be a PCA release in 2000, I guess, 19, uh, 20, in 2020. Right. Um, but, you know, there was no show. So we ended up, uh, you know, holding it just to our select partners. And uh, it was a home. It, honestly, I'm not even a big Maduro. Personally, Maduro, I, it's not that I don't like it. But if I have the choice nine times out of ten between a Corojo, Maduro, Habano, Maduro, I must always go for the Corojo or the Habano um, over over the Maduro. And uh, and this is a case, though, where this is maybe my favorite cigar we make. Uh, it's just an amazing blend. So that, that first one came out. It was only one size. It was a 109 head. It was in the old Casa Fernandez packaging. Um and then uh, it, it was a home run. Um, and then uh, this, in 2021, we did uh, two sizes with updated packaging under Agonor Sleep. So it was the Agonor Sleep anniversarial packaging. And then it was a short Churchill and a Toro. Um, and again, that was uh, very successful as well. Um, and so this year, it's going to become a regular line for TP, uh, excuse me, TP, uh, PCA attendees and uh and and our Agonorsa select partner. So you have to be there um, to get it, unless you're an Agonorsa select partner. Uh, most of whom are at the show anyway. So right. again, we, we're trying to give an incentive you know, to sh- to come visit us. And and we re- um, like I said, we did we put a lot of work into this. So it, lo- it looks uh, it's the same blend, which is an amazing blend. And uh, again, like I said, I think it's my favorite blend. 
Um, and then, um, and then it just looks incredible. I, I agree. Um, and you're right with that. The contrast with that white, white wrapper on the dark, the white band on the dark wrapper is, is beautiful. I, I mean, I just smoked Terrence and they're gone now because I went through them. the original 2013 anniversario release, which was the 35th anniversary uh, release. Uh, I just finished my last cigar. I had of those. Oh, wow. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, they smoked, um, I mean, almost nine years I kept them and they were as what I could tell you, they were as flavorful as they were day one. I mean, so that's just an incredible blend. Um, that that, and I think it's worthy of being like an anniversary line for you guys. So I I love that line. You have excellent taste. Yep, yep. So, all right. So on the other hand, you know, what is what was the Saint Terrence project you did? Was that just a one-off you did? Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a lot of fun. I mean, so like, you know, in the underground cigars, those guys out in uh, Fort Worth, um, a few years ago, I'm not even sure how it came about, but they started calling me uh, Joel Osteen because they say I look like him. Um, I mean, you do. There is a little bit of some of the things people. Well, I I do not look like Joel Osteen, but but the point is, is that there's people are called much worse in that group. So oh, uh, I, agree. <laughs> I, 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 I could take it. So, so uh, I've kind of just played off that ever since. So uh, just, you know, in 2020, right. God, literally like right before the world closed down, um, uh, we did uh, learn to swim, you know, where it was, it was a uh, kind of a play on that concept, you know, the church flooded and, you know, and he locked the doors and everything like that. So we, we raffled off a raft and we had a, we had a five pack sampler back in Orsa. And this time, um, we again just going kind of along with the same thing. It was Saint Terence of Agonorsa, and you know, I dressed up like the you know a bishop with uh, you know the, the the miter hat and everything like that, and uh, and uh, you know, just had it was a tasty cigar. It was a Toro uh, box press six by fifty four Habano wrapper, six fifty two, excuse me. And I was I thought it was a really good cigar. I picked out the blend and. And uh, I'm pretty sure we sold out of the pack. So it was a pretty good event. You know, it's again, it's just one of these things. It's for fun. You know, it's like I, I don't even dress up for Halloween. I mean, I usually like uh, just, you know, dress in my regular red shirt and khakis and say I'm Jake from State Farm. And uh, and that's, you know, I don't have to I don't have to do anything. Um, but I, you know, they do a fun job out there at that event and, and those guys are a lot of fun. So I said, you know, what the heck? Oh, there I am. No, that does not look like <laughs> it does not look like you, you a lot of audience does not look like you, 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 you know you have his picture you don't have the picture of our new you could have done some research and gotten the anniversary maduro packaging you could have put a picture of that the validation series picture but joel Osteen, you, you you pulled up that really fast well you there was some dispute here i mean we 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 validated that how good the uh the valid the validation yeah, the, 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 the 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 greatest night of our lives is starting to fade now again i, I figured uh, uh, i didn't even think you could do this type of thing and now and now i i see you you know it's joel Stein. he's up on the screen in two seconds uh now one of my cigars shows up on the screen my cigars uh, I can yeah, so cigars. God, yeah so there's no chance. There's no chance that you will. Um, how can I put it? There's no chance that we will see you in that bishop's outfit at the uh, trade show this year. Zero, zero percent. We will not see me. If I talk to Eduardo, would would he, would he? You know, if I get Eduardo to sign off on it, would 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 you do it? No, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, he probably thinks I'm gonna have nuts to begin with. So I'm not. <laughs> you know, I got I got. I got to be half civilized. I mean, the underground is a unique environment. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's a lot of you know. 
you know, uh, mentally unstable people there. So I fit in perfectly for with that kind of thing. Uh, you know, for the trade show, I'm trying to, you know, I got to look. Ah, oh, see, there we go. Finally. Yeah. Oh, now you do it. Yeah. Because I shamed you. Exactly. But doesn't that look beautiful? Yeah. 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 Looks so, beautiful. I, I just said, yeah, no, it would be, but I got to say, Terrence, that, that was, uh, everyone was talking about it when you were at the undergrad. It was, it was pretty. Uh, no, again, it's just a lot of fun. Those guys are a lot of fun. I, I always, I always have a good time out there at that event. And, and, you know, it's, a, it's just a good time. They, they, they put on a good show and it's really well run and everybody, um, you know, I, I, I always enjoy attending it. And so I try to contribute how I, however I can. Yep. No, good job there. Um, we, we touched on a Supreme Leaf. Is Supreme Leaf still going to be in a cycle twice a year, different sizes? That kind the, of- the, this, the, this year, only once a year. We don't have, we were a little behind. We went, we're trying to get off the anniversary of Maduro. We've got this validation series coming. Um, we've just had the Cerberus. So we're a little bit behind. So the, the Supreme is going to, the next one's going to be next January. So it'll only be one time this year, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and it just, uh, we, it was either sacrifice one of those other items or, or the Supreme. And so Supreme is, is one size. Um, and so rather than do that, we wanted to, you know, keep, we, we feel the re, rebrand is a little bit more urgent um, now and the Supreme, you know, it'll be back in January uh, in a new size as always. So it's not going anywhere. It's just doing it twice a year this year. That wasn't feasible. It, it's, Every every release, you've increased the production of that, and and I'm amazed how it still just flies. I mean, I'm amazed it still flies, um, like flies off. Like I know you guys sell them a lot to the retailers, but then they they move off the retail shelves. I mean these these are these are cigars you snooze you lose. I mean there's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's been a great. I mean, I'm I'm sad that we're not doing it. Quite frankly, for that reason, everybody's always looking forward to it, and uh, it does you know super well. Like you said, we you know we've made more over the last couple of years and it continues to, to sell out. So we're very happy about that. Um, so I, I, I was pushing to do it. I, I was kind of disappointed. We're not going to fit it in this year. Um, but, but I, I understand, you know, we can only do so much and getting rollers in Nicaragua continues to be a little bit tricky yeah, to increase. Yeah. So it's hard to increase production if you don't have the same, you don't have more people. So um, I get it. And, and we'll, it'll be back soon. Though. That's good. No, that's good. I mean, I think it's been a, a great success. Um, and, you know, I know when it came out, you took you guys took a few like people call, like God, his packaging's too bright. And I, I thought it was exactly what you guys needed at the time um, to make it just stand out compared to everything else. Yeah, I'll tell you, like uh, when I first showed it to like our sales team, they were like, "This is going to ruin the company. Like, this is not who we are." This kind of thing, and and uh, and, and I, I honestly, I got a little scared. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> "That's not good." Uh, you know, and then I kind of, I discussed with Brian kind of his idea behind it and everything like that. And he, he had a really good explanation for why he did it the way he did it. And then I was kind of like, okay. And so I went out there and, and, uh, and explained it as it was intended to be, uh, you know, how, why the, it was designed the way it was. And, and like I said, I mean, like I would say people either loved it. I'd say eight out of 10 people, eight people thought it was interesting or loved it. And two people absolutely hated it. Um, but those two people still tended to buy it. Just like I, I had, uh, you know, Kevin from uh, New England Cigar Militia. He literally said, he's like, I bought it because I wanted to hate it. And I loved it. You know, so, so as long, again, as long as you're buying it uh, and, and enjoying it, I think that's the end goal. So however we get there uh, is, exactly. is, is all, yeah, I don't know, is uh, there's different ways to skin a cat. So that's the idea. And, and 
and so yeah, no, it's it, it's worked out. Yeah, and I can tell you those uh, the robusto is still my favorite size. Was there any reason why you tweaked that robusto size this time? Or was it just something fun to do? Or is well, just well, a couple of reasons. One is we keep. I mean, I'm always kind of hesitant to to do the same thing again because you're kind of like, oh, we only made 500 boxes or a thousand boxes of this, and then it's back, and you're like, oh wait, you know, I thought you said there was only 500 or a thousand whatever it is. So so we've kind of tried to keep that urgency by saying, Hey, you know, it's a new, it's a new size each time. And so the, we did the 54 one for that reason. We didn't want to do the exact same size. Mm-hmm. And then, and then two, the 54 to me, the blend works super well. And yeah. And it, and it allowed people to see the kind of the nuance difference between a 52 and a 54. Um, you know, again, and like part of the fun is some people say, Oh, you know, I love the, uh, I love the original more, or, or, you know, this 54 is better than the original. I didn't even like the original as much as I like this. So, or whatever, you know? And so that's part of the fun of it is kind of seeing how it, how it changes in the various Vitolas and, and the nuances that you pick up in, in, in different sizes. So that's, it, it's, all, that's all part of the kind of experience of it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that is kind of cool what you guys did. Um, so I'll ask this question and then we'll kind of get to some other topics here. Um, my, my, my policy is I, I don't ask, hey, what are you releasing at the trade show? But here's my question. You may have already answered it. Are you releasing anything else at the trade show? Um, or is the focus going to be on the core line this year? The focus will be on the core line. I mean, the, the, the Maduro and the Corojo won't be out until the trade show. So that will kind of be debuting there. And, um, and then there's the, the anniversary of Maduro, which uh, um, will by and large be for attendees only. And then um, we are going to have a humidified bag of the of the Coraline Valdelchion series so um awesome. that's been that's yeah that's been taking like about a thousand years I mean that's the biggest uh you know getting bags out of China and then that was a disaster and so then we had to get them out of the states and that's hard and getting everyone I mean so it's been like almost two years uh that we've been trying to put a humidified bag together um our office manager uh, Maria she she's been kind of handling most of the logistics about that for the past six months or so. So um, she's done a really good job of, of kind of finally getting it to come yeah. around and, and finalize. Is it going to be a bag containing the four blends or is it maybe a bag uh, different sizes of the, of the single? No. Blend? So it's, it's, it's going to be Toro's of one of each blend. So four oh, cigars. Okay. Yeah. One of each one in the, in, the, in the bag. So it'll be an opportunity to kind of get a, a sampler and see different stuff and what you like. And, and uh, you know, that's long, you guys are long overdue for that too. I think that's yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think now you have the packaging where it's gonna just really work for you guys. I wanted to have it last year. I, I mean, for the trade show. I mean, it, it's been just been super delayed. They, they sent us the wrong. We have to get the bag fitted first. We tried the fitting. It, it was the wrong size, and I mean, so it's just been one kind of you know circus after the next. But it is what it is, and it's it looks really good. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm gonna, if I haven't posted a video already, I'm gonna post a video of it. it looks it looks really nice. It looks really sharp. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I look forward to seeing that. All right. So it's time for our cattle baron steak question of the night. Oh, this is, but we're going to change it up Uh-oh. to steak. Okay. And we're going to a burger. Okay. Okay. And okay. Fair enough. This is going to be a two, So I'm going to give you a chance to promo clutch burger here. <laughs> All um, right. So first thing is, um, before I ask the question, I'm going to ask the question about Clutch Burger. But first, if folks don't know the the legend and legacy of Clutch Burger, um, maybe you can give them the Reader's Digest version. And then I'll ask you a specific question on that. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a it's a it's a local bur- uh, burger place. Uh, Yelp, sixth uh, highest rated uh, burger place in the nation. Uh, um, and uh, basically, it came about. I per, you know, I I like burgers as much as the next guy, but I wouldn't say I ate a ton of hamburger um, prior to Clutch Burger. Uh, and, the, and and what happened basically when COVID shut down everything in, in the world, um, I would walk around Coral Gables where I live and and. Uh, the, the the there's a street called Geraldo where there's all these restaurants and everything was closed. I'd be with my son and he'd be on his bikes, you know, riding around and he'd be throwing toilet paper or something around. And uh and, and so we'd get to um to Clutchburger and he was the only guy there with like two employees outside being like, hey, get a ro- you know, get a road soda. You know, you're it's you're, you gotta be thirsty. And hey, how would your son like a lemonade? And so I was kind of like, well, you know, I appreciate the hustle. So it started off kind of that. And then he started serving food. Hey, you can get some food. You can't eat here, but there's a, a couple of benches over there. You can eat right there. You know, I can't stop you. Uh, and so I just appreciate that. And the food's great. And they treat us really well there. And and uh, they have a great beer selection. And it's a great example of how you can take it to a small place. It's not like, uh, you know, you, you walk in and you're like blown away by how it looks or anything like that. But the, uh, uh, the owner, Steve, does such a great job of making everybody feel like family making great food and uh, just going the extra mile. And, uh, you know, I try to, I try to, you know, live my life that way. And so when you see somebody else doing it, you're like, okay, well, you know, you respect that. And we've become good friends and you've been there and Eric from dojo. I, I, and I validated yeah. it. It's yeah. really good. So uh, yeah. as well as the wing, the wings, don't sleep on those wings. I mean, the ones that were named after, I believe that was the wing you yeah. gave me. I wouldn't throw them on nothing. I wouldn't throw, I mean, they'd have to be yeah. good for my name. Let me tell you. Yeah, I didn't know where the big T came from, but that was all right. That's I could see it though. You're a big guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that, that that wasn't my doing, but yeah. Okay. So it was <laughs> all right. So my question is, okay, though, so if uh, you know, again, if you're in Coral Gables, check out Clutch Burger. I highly recommend yeah. it as well, sir. Give me your ultimate Clutch Burger offering. So you know, I. I Again, I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to do two things. So for the burgers, I That's just, okay. I, I, like, That's okay. I like the, I like the classic vintage burger. I, I, I'm not a big one for all this other stuff on there, which if you like that stuff, they have amazing burgers. They, they have a Hawaiian burger. They have a mushroom burger. They have a volcano burger. I mean, they're, they're awesome. In fact, those right. are some of the, but the, the, the vintage burger is just your classic kind of burger. It's a great burger. It's a great piece of meat cooked correctly with uh, nice fresh ingredients of uh, lettuce and tomato on there and cheese and uh, clutch sauce and and uh it's delicious the other thing though i'll be honest with you i eat even more is the steak sandwich i, I like the steak sandwich uh that's probably my favorite offering altogether um because the meat is really good and they cook it you know i like i like it rare so they cook it rare and uh it's just it's a great and i probably eat that more than anything else when i'm there i gotta try the steak sandwich i know you were mentioning that too the, yeah. and, and here's the thing i'm kind of like you especially if i'm going to a new place like I'll try that classic or that vintage offering first before I'll try something a little more exotic. It, it, I, I just want to see what that foundation. Yeah. It's like pizza. It's like, is. yeah, it's, it's, you can't do a cheese pizza. Well, I don't know if I want to have the other stuff, you know? Right. Right. It, it, that's, that's exactly how I am with it. That's a, that's a great analogy. And by the way, that's what I did get. And, and I got to say that was as great a classic burger offering as I had anywhere. I mean, that was, that was legitimate. This, this place, like if you hear Terrence talk about, it, it's it's totally legit. I, I I'm sold on it. So, uh, it's and I'm glad I'm glad to hear there's a great story behind it. You know, with the owner and stuff. So that yeah. that, that even makes it better. You know. 
Yeah, great guy. Great, very active in the community. Just yeah. Uh, if, yeah, if you're in Coral Gables, you know, uh, go to Clutchburger and give me a heads up, and maybe I'll meet you there. I'm there a lot, so. Yep, absolutely. And it was pretty cool. They had that pavilion area kind of out. So I guess they, was that set up because of COVID, where all the restaurants had like this pavilion area. So they, they had that prior to COVID. It just became really handy when COVID happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, Makes yeah, sense. yeah. They shut that street down. Um, too long before COVID actually it used to be like an active street and then they closed it down for that. So it could be, you know, a, a walkway for restaurants. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, during COVID, it was pretty handy to have that out there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what I got to do is um, we have two more shorter segments. These are shorter ones. Um, but first I have to do a round uh, from our sponsors. I don't want to mention, um, Tailored Smoke, located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's epicenter and outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Tailored Smoke is your one-stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And I want to mention Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars in Cuba, it was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it was one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamistron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Coro from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Coro back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Coro. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Huso bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Carajo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Carajo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Kinetic Shade, Cameroon, or Urbano Wrapper, representing the Golden Age of Cigars of 1947 to 1961. Now available your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, legacy that's tasted in every drawer. And by Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in the fact that they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers such as Padron, Avo, Drew Estate, Arturo Fuente, Aganor Salib, Gurkha, and Oliva. They have the best selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount cigar prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as best of the web. Corona Cigar Company was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine. Cigar Fishnado wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. Place an order online at coronacigar.com or visit one of Corona's four central cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf again. Um, we've been highlighting the Aganorsa experience on the Cigar Coop blog. Um, and actually, uh, I'm going to talk to Terrence about this a little more in a second. We just put up a feature this week um, on uh, one of the uh, people behind the scenes at um, Aganorsa Leaf, Harold Zeladon. Um, and you can find that on Scar Coop. And there's a sidebar where you can click and watch a video uh, that will take you, uh, give you a look at Harold Zeladon. Terrence, Harold Zeladon, he's, I think he's one of the unsung heroes. Um, you know, many folks may not know of him. Uh, let's talk a little about him because I think he's one of those guys behind the scenes that you mentioned. Yeah. And again, one, one thing we're glad to highlight him is we always talk about our Cuban team and we have a bunch of Cubans down there. Cinto Iglesias and, uh, again, originally Arsenio, Chantito Gomez. Um, but uh, um, yeah, Harold is Nicaraguan, and so and he runs our our you know, uh, formerly Tapsa now the Agnorsley factory, and Esteli, and so he's obviously a really crucial uh, member of the team. He's a cool guy too. He's he's uh, he's, he's big into Harley's, and uh, he's got like a you know 
a writing club he goes out in. So he kind of, you know, you think of your typical kind of factory manager. Right, he doesn't right. Really look, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really look like that. So, yeah. um, but he's he's a really, really cool guy. Uh, um, he's been with us for years and uh, does a great job and and uh, has, has a cool story. I think it is. And like I said, I think it was great how you guys are highlighting um, folks like him. And, and, you know, we do link to the Agonorsa Leaf uh, YouTube channel. And um, it's a very good, I know YouTube's had its issues lately, but it's a, it's very good content that you guys have shot uh, for that channel. Uh, it's all professionally done. And uh, they're, what I like about it, they're short videos. You can go back and watch them again. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you can absorb a lot in a short period of time. Yeah. That's the idea is to kind of give a, a lot of content and not to, uh, it's funny. In, interesting. They've been asking for some, we've gotten some requests for longer videos, but yeah, the average person, I mean, can't pay attention for more than 30 seconds before they start scrolling on. So we try to put it to like anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute. And I think on the long end, we might have two and a half to three minutes. Um, but you know, we may do something longer, but yeah, the idea is to try to get a lot of content and a lot of information in, in visually, uh, in a visually appealing way, um, you know, uh, before, before the person decides to keep scrolling. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I encourage folks to subscribe to that channel. Uh, you know, there's, like I said, there was a little sneak peek of the, uh, validation series before it was even announced. So, you know, there's little things that you can get out there with it. And like I said, I think it's one of the I think it's really great what you've been doing with this, Terrence, not just because of the products, but, you know, you, the farms are a big part of your story, you know, the factory. And I think from a lot of folks, they really haven't had an inside look at this. And I think this channel is providing that access. Uh, even myself, I hadn't seen a lot of that. So it, it, it's very good content. It's educational. And guess what? It's really easy to consume. So I think you went all around all about that. Yeah, we try to show, uh, you know, the farms, the fields, the factories that makes us special, you know, the Agnor Sleep experience with the Fumas that we do, where you smoke Corojo and Criollo, you can kind of watch that. Uh, the people that make us special, you know, Asinto and Harold, as you mentioned, and all those guys. Um, and then and then uh, process information, on, you know, fermentation and those types of things. And then our retail partners will we'll highlight, you know, retail partners that uh, we have the opportunity to visit with our, our film guy, Gil, and show the store and show them their selection of Agonorsa. And, and uh, you know, so it, there's a lot of different stuff depending on what you're interested in on there. I agree. And I got to meet Gil at the, the Great Smoke. Um, and he's a great guy. I mean, I just, the work, his work is spectacular. So, I mean, yeah, I'll actually, it, yeah. Uh, I'll be with him tomorrow. We're going to be up. Uh, we, we, we're doing uh, that release, a sampler pack for P-O-W-M-I-A-O-R-E. It's a, it's a, it's an organization that, does live readings for soldiers. The idea is no soldier should be forgotten. And uh, we did 200 samplers. So actually I'll be with Gil at Smoke In tomorrow night um, uh, for the release of that. And we'll be filming it. So it'll be pretty cool. Oh, I'll be good. That'll be good. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I didn't even mention that. And that was, I think that's a great project that you guys are doing. If folks aren't familiar with this project uh, and what you guys are, are releasing with that sample, maybe you could just tell folks about that. Yeah. But, so basically, uh, uh, this, this uh, uh, Eagle Scout, Josh Katz, uh, 2014, I believe it was, he, he created um, this organization so that they would do live readings of soldiers' names who have passed uh, that served the country, you know, obviously served the country. And, uh, and the idea is that no soldiers ever forgotten. And they create a coin that, you know, the families uh, 
can be given, uh, you know, as a remembrance for that. And it's just, you know, a simple thing that's intended to, to create awareness and, and keep in mind the sacrifices that you know, these people have made over the years. And, uh, and so uh, we're, we're going to uh, donate a portion of the proceeds of the sampler to that organization at Smoke In tomorrow. We're going to have the release tomorrow. There's 200 of them. It's a five pack. It's got Supreme Leaf in it. It's got Rare Leaf. It's got Signature. Um, um, both, yeah, both Signatures and then uh, Lunatic uh, Ombre Libre. And uh, it's, it's those five cigars have never been sold together. Um, and if there's any leftover, we'll put them online on Saturday and, and hoping to, to, to get these out to raise money for this cause. I mean, that's a great sample pack and, and a great cause. I mean, like I said, that's just some of your, your more limited stuff, just some of your, your, your best stuff in there. Plus this cause, I think this cause is a beautiful cause, by the way. Uh, when you sent this to me, it was, uh, I couldn't wait to post it. Um, I think it's a great cause and good for you guys uh, up at Smoke Inn and folks, if you're in Boynton Beach, definitely go check that out. Okay, so we're going to get into our Alec Bradley Live True segment, sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com. Find out more about this. Guys, live true. So, Terrence, we're going to take a step back, uh, and um, we're going to talk. Well, this is going to be not just the Alec Bradley Live True segment. This is the Tom Brady segment. All right. He's a great man. He's a great man. And. You are a big Tom Brady fan. Look, I busted your balls on this over the years. I don't question your loyalty to Tom Brady. I, I don't. You have absolute. You you've stuck by this guy. You even when he went to. Oh, it's player, not hard. It's not hard to stick by him. Quite frankly, I mean, he's now he's got seven rings. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay. But you know what? You know I. You know I remember. Yeah. You know it doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes an athlete leaves the team, and it's like, you know. They kick the door. They'll kick the you know, they'll kick the door behind them. You know, it's like the, yeah. the fans will kick the door behind the athlete. But I mean, a lot of people went. To, you know, they followed him to Tampa Bay. And I know uh, you were probably thought you won the lottery when he came back. Uh, you know, after he got his coach fired, right? Um, <laughs> he deserved it. That guy's that guy's not coach a good coach. Is, is a great He's coach. Terrible coach. Terrible coach. Terrible coach. He won a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, yeah. No, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Bruce Arians had a middling career Bruce until Aaron Tom Brady all, came out. He's a potential Hall of Fame coach, my friend. Is it? Right. I can't. I, I, I'm too tired to have this conversation. Okay, we won't. Okay, he, so, he's not. A, he's not a great coach. Okay, so <laughs> all right, but I know. Let's go back to Tom Brady. You are a Tom Brady fan, right? So I have got. I. I we're gonna put. We're gonna validate your Tom Brady knowledge tonight. Is what we're gonna do. Oh, I have okay. five yeah. simple questions about Tom Brady. I think you're gonna get four of the five, and I'll give you okay. partial credit on these. I'm, I'm not kidding. All right. I'll see. But, but we're gonna see. All right. So I, I think you'll get them. All right. So let me ask. The, here's the first question. Yeah. What city and state was Tom Brady born in? He was born in California. Good. You got that. You got. I'll, I'll give you partial credit on that because yeah. Fre, Fre, Fresno. I don't. I, he, he was born. I can't remember where in California. San Mateo. It was San, San Mateo. Mateo. San Mateo. Oh, you got. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna give you partial credit on that one. Okay. Okay. So partial credit. Yeah. All right. The next one. Who caught Tom Brady's first NFL touchdown pass? Oh, look at this. No cheating now. <laughs> no, I'm not cheating. I, I have no to cheat. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think you could get this one. It's not someone that's. It's not someone that's totally off the wall. So, yeah, Very uh, well-known Patriot receiver. Uh, tr uh, Troy. Uh, 
what's his name? Troy. God. I can't remember. I'm tired. I can't. Troy. Am I, am I on the right tra- track? You have you have the first letter correct of the name. The, it's not. Troy. Oh, it's not Troy. Okay, but you hang have on. the first letter of his name right. So I mean, that's that's what's pretty impressive. Here. Who is the who are the receivers back then? Sean Jefferson was maybe a receiver, but that's not a T. Not a T. There is a what's his name? I, I, I'm, 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 it's go follow that thought. You yeah. I care. I can't remember. I'll tell you, you, you just almost said it. Terry Glenn. Terry Glenn. Terry Glenn. Oh, from Ohio State. Terry Glenn was. I didn't. I, I didn't. Oh man. You I had it right was, at the tip of your tongue. Terry Glenn was still in the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. Yeah, I guess so. But that. Are was you me. sure? Is are you sure that's correct? I. Uh, I validated it. Okay. All right. Um, you validated it. Um, Terry Glenn. Terry She Glenn. Uh, who I'm just looking up. I actually just pulled up the Pro Football stat. Terry Glenn played for the Patriots in till 2001. So, yeah, that was the year. I mean, yeah. yeah, he must have been on the team. Wow. Yep. yep. God, I don't. I don't remember him that year. I don't remember him playing in the Super then Bowl. Went, then, remember... he went to, then he went to Green Bay and Dallas. Yeah, no, I remember he finished yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow, right. Terry Glenn. Oh, right. I'm, 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 I'm 0.5 for two. So, yeah, I'm not All doing right. so well. No, no. All right, so here's another easy one. What three years did Tom Brady win the MVP? Oh, seven. Bing, you got, yep. Okay, oh, seven. Uh, 18. Close 17. I'm going to give you 17. That one. I'm okay, going yeah, yeah. to give you that one because 17 and 18. Yeah, yeah. So, the, he, so yeah. He, he won the, like, yeah. So he won it after. Yeah, I'll, give you, two, I'll okay. give you that one. Yep. Yeah. You got one. <sighs> seven. Uh, Sixteen. S- ten. It was ten. Wow. He didn't even have a good year in ten, right? I think that was coming off. That was when he came off the uh, injury. No, nah, because so 2000. Eight, no, 2008 was the injury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was back by, by then. Ah, 2010. That wasn't a great year, I don't think, for the Patriots. Uh, right. Here's the next question. This is this may be the toughest of the five questions. Yeah. What is the name, first name of Tom Brady's oldest child? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, his mother is the uh, the actress. Um, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Okay. You're 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 on there. I've heard it said before. I just can't remember it. Frank. John. John. <laughs> that, was the, that was the hardest one. I'm going to say that was the hardest one. I knew, last, I knew it wasn't Frank, by the way. <laughs> all right. And the last one, and, I, and this one may be a little hard, but again, we're looking for the spirit. You're doing very well with these terms. You're not like, uh, my, I did some with Mike Bellity and he was embarrassingly bad. Okay. I did Patriots question with Mike Bellity that would the same ring and he, he just missed every one of them, right? You're, you're doing uh, all right. Last I'm one. doing this, pretty miserable. You're doing you're doing admirable here. I'm, I'm going to give you credit. Tom Brady holds the NFL record for the most 300 plus yard passing games. What is that number? Okay, uh, you broke up for a second. Can you say okay, that again? Sure. Tom Brady holds the NFL record for the most 300 plus yard passing games. What is that number of games he surpassed 300? Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> 40,000. No. Uh, 
Okay, so it's 18 years of seasons and 20 years, let's see, four times. I don't know. 80? 80? Yeah. 18. Uh, that was the only one you were, you were way off on. Yeah. I th- Not I bad. Think be, Terrence, he, only, he only has 18 regular, what, regular season, what, 300 was, passing games. That's what I validated, so. I would have figured. I mean, the year of like 2007, I think he had a 200, 300 passing game every game. You know what, Terrence? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. You're right. Something, maybe, something doesn't seem right. Was it? I'm gonna. Uh, maybe, but that just seems low. I mean, that's like one game a season. That's not even one game a season. Something doesn't seem right with that one. When I pulled up the trivia, I figured right, it would we're be. We're gonna like, invalidate. I do. I figured it'd be like four I, I agree. That does. That does seem like. That does seem wrong. Let's invalidate that question, Terrence. You're off the hook with that one. Thank you. Um, no, I figured it, you'd be like, where, is, where do you go to college? It is Michigan. way off. No, Terrence, yeah. your 80 number was correct. Yeah. It's 101. So, it's 101. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know where yeah. I got the 18 from. I apologize. So you're not uh, bad, so, Terrence. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. yeah you. I, I'd say you're pretty – those are tough – those are some tough questions. Yeah. I was hoping, you know, you like some, like, you know, who – who, who who started before him? It was uh, Brian Greasy in, in Michigan, and then uh, Drew Hinson. He split time with, and I figured it's the questions like it that. Was you know? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right, no, that's good. All right, so uh, good job, Terrence. Really good job on it. Seriously, Mike Bellity completely imploded when I did a similar segment with him. Uh, like he couldn't get anything right, so. Uh, I got like half a. I think I got a total of you count halves one. You, you right, had so. the you had the state right where you were born, and I, I and that was the city was tough. Uh, you all you had at the tip of your tongue, Terry Glenn. Yeah. Uh, you you had two of the three MVPs. Uh, you did miss the oldest child question, and it turned out that you, I had the wrong answer for some reason. Yeah. Ran a plus yet. So, so so that's a job. push. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then, so I got one more question in this segment. Tom Brady's a part of it. Okay. So yeah. we're, we're actually, we, Bear and I are about to retire this segment. Um, it was a segment we did with uh, United Cigars called One Must Go. And we put three things on the table and one has to go. Okay. So I'm going to put three things on the table. And one is you have to just say never again. And this All is right. fun. This is for fun. This is I get it. Yeah. Okay? So, I'm, a gro- I'm a grown man. Too. Don't okay. worry. All right. So the three things are yeah. one is Tom Brady. Okay. One is Clutch Burger. And one is Cigar Dojo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, it's like it's Sophie's You better pick Dojo. He's my friend now. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say Tom Brady uh, yeah. definitely uh, Tom, Tom, off the table there. Yeah, right? Tom, Tom's got to go. Tom's got to go. Tom's got to go. Always, I mean, because you always got to go with the people you actually know, you and strangers. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so I, I uh, yeah, it, 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 it breaks my heart. I am not going to bust your balls because that was an honest answer you gave there. I mean, it, honestly, it, I can't bust it, your balls on it, that it, one. It breaks, it breaks my heart, but we'd have to, you know, and Tom's going to be okay. You know, I, I think without me in his life, he's not going to you know, No, definitely not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, definitely not. All right, so that was our uh, Live True segment. Um, so, Terrence, one more short segment. Uh, there's five more uh, rapid-fire questions. These are more industry-related than uh, – you can get some rest uh, and uh, people could, you know, judge how I did solo tonight. I think it's, I think it's been wonderful. I, uh, thank you. Uh, In fact, don't bring him back. Aaron, you know, I think maybe, maybe it's time to let him go. Time to call the herd. Oh, wait a minute. I'm just uh, angry because they're not here. So I'm starting the, to talk. Believe me, Aaron would have loved to have been here tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, you, you know, cause um, 
I mean, there's all those developing palettes reviews out there. And, and you know, uh, I, he, he, one thing about him, I give him credit. He stands there and he'll take the bullets back when people like throw bullets back at him in those reviews. Uh, he's, I don't throw I, I, I never have given anybody a hard time ever. You never have. Review. You never have. But it's ever. always fun when people do. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's, a, it's always, I mean, I try to start a pot with him and he's a great sport about that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So let me get into uh, last round of sponsors here. Uh, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and now 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 111-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District of Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as Elra Hole, J.C. Newman rolls premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines. The J.C. Newman Pencil Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua, and it's where Brickhouse, Pelo de Mar, El Baton, Corman, Yago cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by Talaco A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With his longtime partner is the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, health care, vocational planning, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they've manufactured cigars for many industry leaders at a Las Lasas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. Try the Casa Cuevas Connecticut, Abano, Maduro, the La Mandaria, Patrimonio, as well as the Cuevas Reserve line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask for your old Gutierrez for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars from our Casa to yours. And by Aventura Cigars. Aventura is the first creation by Marcel Noble and Henderson Ventura. Immediately after lighting up the Explorer, the Mexican wrapper will delight the aficionado with dark chocolate flavor. After a while, pleasure, the Dominican fill will flatter the aficionado's palate with wonderful, spicy, and leathery aromas and unite it with the wooden sweetness of Ecuador. Try Aventura to explore and explore the wonderful experience. And we're going to get into our industry deliberation segment sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the half-wheel consensus, including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mi Carita Tricky Traca. Visit DTT Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And if you're looking ahead at the calendar, uh, Steve Sock is scheduled to be on the show on June 2nd. That will be primetime episode 230. So, Terrence, this is our industry deliberation segment. Uh, it's going to be a short one tonight. I have five industry-related questions. Um, I don't think these are ones that are going to get you into any trouble. So, oh, good. Uh, but, That's and, always promising. And, and we'll see if they make sense or not. But uh, all right. So, there's just different things, and, and there's no really wrong answers to this, right? So, let me start with this first question here. Um, and these are f- questions I would say – that you would validate to ensure success with each of these scenarios. If that makes so the first one, like, and is um, given that you have you're gonna have excellent sales, right? What is one thing needed to ensure you have a successful retail event? So the sales are given. You're gonna do you're gonna kick ass with the sales, but what's something no, that's the, 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 like memorable? Yeah, I mean, I think the sales are actually secondary. I mean, what I would I would say is is that they they leave with a passion for Agonorsa. I mean, I think that's really the key. I mean, what we you want to do is you want to. That's why we do the experiences. You get to taste the leaf by itself and see how it combines, and 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 hopefully we can through that process pick out a cigar that they're going to absolutely love, 
and then become passionate about it. The only metric of success is passion for the product. So you can sell all you want in an event. And if they don't come by and buy it, and there's guys that are great at that. I mean, the people that are far better than me at selling at an event, uh, you know, and, and, and that's great. And we want that too, obviously. But uh, the key is that they leave and they come back and they buy it again, not just buying it because they, they like me or they like kind of, you know, uh, what, however I sold them or whatever it is. So what would we want them to do is be like, I love that I can order cigar I had and they keep coming back to it. And then they tell other people about it, you know? So um, that's really, I mean, all as a company, all we're trying to do is we're trying to get people aware of us, find people that we're the right profile for and get them super passionate about it so that they run out there and preach the gospel. That's, that's success at an event is when you have guys that leave that event and they become long, long-term Agonorsa uh, supporters and then and tell other people about it and hopefully bring more people into the fold. I got to say, and I've been to, you know, I've been through the Agonorsa experience a couple of times. That is, even for someone like me who's been around some of this stuff, to smoke two of your signature tobaccos, the Corojo and the Criollo, and, and kind of con- compare and contrast that, um, it, it is an incredible learning experience that you're going to get. Uh, and it just may seem, it's a simple concept, but I'm telling you, it's, it, it changed the way I smoke a lot after that. So I, I agree. That's a, that's a real value add you guys have done. And, it, and we, now we have the 2012 that we're throwing in there. So uh, as well, yeah. so now you get you know, another, another level. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm excited to see that. All right. So this is a similar type of question. And again, I'm going to assume that you're, uh, you're, you're going to have excellent sales in this scenario, right? Maybe they're secondary in this case. I sure. don't know. But what do you do to ensure that you have a successful trade show? I'm sorry, Cooper. It's it snapped uh, for a second there. Can you I repeat that? No, I apologize. So, again, this is a similar question uh, to the first one. You're going to have sales are given. But what's one thing you need to ensure you're going to have a successful trade show, whether it's PCA or TPA? Yeah, I think it's very. I, mean, I think it's very similar. The first answer, I think, people come in, they see the new packaging. They, they, you know, uh, we, we, we. I would say more or less, we have a pretty good job getting people excited about the blends themselves that we have. So that's, um, I, you know, I'm, I shouldn't take that for granted, but I hope that continues. Um, but I hope they come in, they see the packaging, be like, oh wow, we told you about doing this last year, and now you're doing it, and so and be excited for that, and be excited for. Uh, you know, the, the humidified bags and be excited for the things we're doing. That's, that's really what you want. You want them to come in there and be like, oh, wow, this is awesome. See that the, the new Maduro packaging, smoke the blend, be like, oh, wow, this blend's always been amazing. And now it looks even better. It's going to be sharper. It's going to sell more. And you want them to go home and be like, wait till we get in the new Aganorsa. You guys can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So that's, 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 it's, it's, and a, the trade show is kind of just like an event for retailers. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, do we, yeah. Do, do we fit what you do for your store? If we do, let's find the right product and, and, and let's get you on board and let's uh, get you excited about it. And let's, you know, do staff trainings and everything. I mean, it's a little bit more complicated with a retailer because you have, there's more moving parts. Um, but, but the concept is the same. It's like you want them leaving passionate about the product. That's, that's the only metric of success. That's a good answer. So this third question may be a repeat of the first two as well, but you can tell me. So let's say in this case now you have a cigar uh, that you're launching, right? Yeah. And, the, and the blend you know is kick-ass, right? You know, you've done, you know, tasting panels and stuff. But what do you need to do to ensure that that cigar is going to be a, a long-term success? I, no, I think I think uh, thoughtfully releasing it is, is really important. One is you got to get people to be aware of it. The best cigar people – 
you know, have never heard of is one they don't buy or smoke. So right. you have to, you have to be very proactive and, and, you know, uh, getting your rep samples so they can go into the stores, being active on social media, giving enough time for it to become kind of, uh, you know, cog, you know, uh, recognized, uh, is something that's coming out. Um, all that stuff takes time and you have to plan that pretty well. Um, if the launch is going to be a success. Good answer. I like it. So what's one thing to ensure you have a good limited edition cigar? There's a lot of limited editions out there we talked about. What's one thing you need to do to say, you know, if I'm going to have a limited edition? I, what, what, I, I think genuine. I think, I mean, you, you know, you have, you have a, a genuine story and a genuinely good blend. I think that those are the two things. Too. So if you've got a really, you've got a really good blend and you've got a really good reason for why it's limited or, or why and, and that you know and it's not like the tobacco from castro's beard or something like that or some you know some crazy thing um i think that i think that that is really the appeal is that you have a genuine story that that is, makes it unique good i and i that one i totally agree with as well uh i, I like i like that that's the answer i want to hear i know when i'm because there's so many limited editions out there which one am I going to be the one to kind of go and pursue? So no. totally, totally agree with you on that. All right. Last question of the evening. All right. So cigar reviews, right? Let's assume you have a good score in the cigar review, right? Doesn't have to be a bad score. What's another thing besides a good score? What else does a cigar review bring to the table of value? What, so uh, I heard you, but could you repeat it again? I, I, I want to make sure I heard it. No, correctly. no, no problem at all. I, I mean, I've said this right. So, so uh, Cigar Review, let's say you get a good score, okay? Yeah. I'm not going to go with bad scores tonight. Yeah. Good score in a Cigar <laughs> Review, right? But yeah. is there something else in a Cigar Review that you could take of value besides the fact that you got a 90-plus rating or a good score? Is there something else that that review can bring to the table that you as a manufacturer could use? I think the fact that they bought the cigar. <laughs> yeah. That's always a that's always a nice thing. You know, is that no, it's the, true. It's they, true. they actually yeah. paid for they pay, if you get a good rating and they paid for the cigar, it's uh it's a little bit more significant. Uh, I mean, I get for me ratings good good or bad. Like when we get good ratings, we promote it. You give us a good rating, you give us on your top twenty-five. I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy. You get to smoke a ton of different stuff and to be selected out of that is is great. Um, and we and we'll promote that. And, uh, and when we get bad ones, you know, I kind of take them for what they're worth. And I look at, see if there's something we can learn from them or if there's, there's legitimate criticism or, um, you know, the, you know, mo mostly what I learned from a review is the intelligence and the honesty of the reviewer. That's the, that's the main thing. And that has nothing to do with the score. Either you could, you could have a bad score. Um, and, and I might have a lot of respect for that person and you might have a good score and you kind of say, ah, well, that guy's, you know, I don't know if that's really meaningful. So, so, I mean, I, I kind of take them all with a grain of salt and when they're good, I'm very happy that uh, they took the time to review it and, and, and thought well of it. And when, and when they're bad, I look at it to see if it's, if it's something that I need to, to address or if it reflects a, a general concern or a problem and, and we'll adjust. And if so, then I'm glad that I learned about it. And if not, then I just ignore it. So, uh, you know, but that's why I, you'll, I'll never give anybody a hard time about a review, number one, because I, what am I, you can't argue with someone's experience. I mean, if their experience is whatever it is, and if it coincides with what I'd like it to be, that's great. That's very rewarding. And, and if it's not, then, then I look at it, but what am I going to tell you? Oh no, it tasted different than you say. I mean, that's, it's pointless. That's a fair, very honest answer, Terrence. 
All right, and that brings us to the end of tonight's show. So hopefully this was the greatest night of your life, Terrence. I don't know if uh, I was able to deliver the... Uh, wait, 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 you said my life. What are you supposed to say? Your life. No, what are you supposed to say? The greatest night. Uh... All right, I'm missing the boat. I'm missing. How, who's here? Our lives. Our lives. There you go. Our lives. It's correct. We're together. Together. We're together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh... It's uh, very true. It was a great experience. Um, and, and seriously, uh, great job by Aganor Salif, by, uh, by you and your whole team. Um, I, I, like I said, I, this is a journey I've been with for a long time and um, very happy to see everything happening you guys are doing. And, and, and the success, and you seem really happy over at Aganor Salif, which I think is, is uh, you know, always a positive thing too. So congratulations as well to what you've been doing. Yeah, no, it's, I'm very, again, it's very, it's very humbling. It's been, it's been a great ride so far. We have a long way to go. It's, uh, I mean, there's so many things that could be better and be done, you know, uh, executed better. Um, but it's been very rewarding. And I, I'm always thankful to Eduardo, to the whole team uh, at Aganorsa, and our sales reps, our retail partners, uh, the people in the media that uh, cover us and, and bring attention to us. So, um, and then of course the consumer who, who, who drives it all. So, um, you know, uh, it just, uh, it's very, been very rewarding and I'm, I'm happy I, I came here and, and it's, it's worked out pretty well. Great. That's great. All right. So thanks again, Terrence. Um, I think we'll be probably be seeing each other pretty soon, but definitely at the trade show for sure. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, we'll have hopefully our whole team back in operation. By then. Uh, actually, Aaron will be back next week. Uh, we'll be back to our normal 10 PM time. Primetime episode 229, uh, we will have on the 26th, Luciano Mereras of Ace Prime. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, great guest. And uh, uh, so really looking forward. he's doing some good stuff as well. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, anyway, thanks to our audience as well. That's going to wrap up Primetime episode 228 to the Annals of History for Thursday, May 19th, two thousand. 22. We'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, guys. Thanks for tuning in.